Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. This week we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween. When darkness fell, he arrived. Welcome to Slaughterhouse Princess. I'm Brett. I'm Chris. And this week we watched Rob Zombie's Halloween, 2007. Yeah, it's a thing that happened. <laughs> Chris, uh, he's not a fan. Not. We'll try not to get into that too much tonight, but it's uh, I love it. I'll go ahead and say it. I know I'm not, we're not supposed to talk about that till the end, but I do. I fucking love this movie. So we open on the Myers house and we see the uh, the charming, disgusting family. With yeah. their inappropriate sexual behavior and babies screaming and broke arms and fighting and all that noise. Yeah, it's some pretty hardcore yeah. white trashing. Yeah, white trashing. Dad says the daughter has a nice dumper, I believe it is, stepdaughter. Incest is just... It's cool, it's a stepdaughter. Not really that bad, if you think about it. Shut up, Chris, weirdo. <laughs> if you Mimicking will, my voice. If you read the Bible, you'll find that we're all <laughs> incestually related say, anyway. What's the Bible say about it? That changes all of it. I love Jeebus. So, sister with the nice dumper goes up to uh, get Michael for breakfast in school and whatnot, and goes up and he's killing a rat because that's what that's how boys with girls haircuts do. That's what kill I do. Rat. Is start the day off. <laughs> ah, I'm awake. Let's start the day and kill me a fucking rat. And he goes downstairs and they have a pretty excited back and forth. The whole family does. They seem to function pretty well. I'm being sarcastic. It's awful. It's a bunch of swearing and awfulness and filth and depravity. Young Michael goes to school, and as you could imagine, it's not much better. <clears throat> We've seen with him in the bathroom with the bullies, and the principal that looks like he's about 114 years old comes in, and he uh, breaks up the fight. Like he do. Like you do. That's what principals do. And then uh, we cut to uh, cut to the bully leaving the school, talking about how he's going to beat that Myers kid's ass if he sees him on the weekends because he can't get in trouble. And the boy walks through, and Michael pops out and proceeds to beat the boy in a very brutal fashion in a, like a ravine or something. I don't know what it is exactly. But uh, now he beats the shit out of him, kills him with a big stick, and it's pretty brutal. Yeah. Then he goes home. Sorry, what? No. Oh. Nothing. <laughs> I said nothing. <laughs> you hate this fucking movie so much. <laughs> uh. So we cut to... Uh, Cut to, he goes back home, it's cool, nothing happened, he just wants to go out trick-or-treating, and the sister's supposed to take him, and there's a, you know, nice little foul mouth back and forth between the redneck family, mom goes off to work, and, uh... She's a stripper. She's a stripper, the mom's a stripper. Because they're shitty white trash. <laughs> well, yeah, how else is somebody gonna, all that stuff's gonna happen, unless you had horrible, horrible upbringing, and it's explained to you in the movie. But I've digressed. <laughs> That you have. So, yeah. <laughs> so the sister doesn't uh, doesn't want to take Michael trick or treating because she wants to get some dick. And uh, priorities. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Intercourse or taking some kid trick or treating. What are you gonna do? I'd probably go trick or treating instead of getting dick. Yeah, personally. <laughs> true. Uh, it's funny. We get to see boobs. That is true. And then uh, the the one part of the movie that I really didn't like that I thought was stupid as it being a remake is when the boyfriend pops up with the Michael Myers mask on. Yeah, but that's the kind of that's the kind of stuff. That's the, that's the only instance in the movie that bothered the ever living shit out of me that just should should not have been in the movie. So Michael takes himself trick or treating, and he comes home and he's eating his candy corn and whatnot. 
And he finishes all that, and he decides that it's time to go uh, duct tape his stepdad to a recliner and slit his throat, and then watch him die, take off the mask, and make sure he knows it's him. Then boyfriend post-coitus comes down for a couple of beers, as those slutty teenagers do. Those wacky teens. In horror movies. Goes down for a beer, and instead of a beer, he gets uh, beat to death in a horribly brutal, awesome, wonderful fashion with a baseball bat. And then we get a little homage to the old school. When Michael Myers shows up in the, uh, no. Oh, fuck. I messed up. That's fine. Got to the wrong part. We'll, we'll clear it up so, post. Word. So he, uh, after killing the feller, he, uh, goes upstairs and murders his sister, because that's the thing to do. And mom comes home, and young Mike Myers is sitting out with the baby. Just hanging out on the porch. And the cops show up, and you get the little montage about how Michael Myers killed his family and all that. And fade to black. It's not over, though, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, you come back in a... Now we're in the hospital. The mental hospital. With Loomis. The mental hospital. Ooh, I missed a big chunk in the beginning. When he got into the fight with the boys, he ran away from school, and that's when we first saw Loomis. Dr. Loomis. Dr. Loomis, I'm sorry. Played by Malcolm McDowell. I apologize for not mentioning. He's no Donald Pleasance. Right? Yeah, but he was in a... He was Alec. That's true. I will give him that. Yep. And Caligula. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Uh, so we uh, we go through the whole bit with uh, Dr. Loomis and Mom and the interviews and all that, and Michael starts getting weirder and weirder and making masks and all that stuff, and it gets to the point where Michael's kind of getting a little too crazy for Dr. Loomis to be able to do anything about it, and decides to give up. <clears throat> so good that, doctor. Hmm? It's a good doctor. <laughs> Giving up on patients. It's one of my qualifications as a doctor. Man, I never thought as <laughs> as a psychiatrist I had to deal with all these crazy people. Uh, damn crazies. <laughs> so Loomis gives so up, he, right? Uh, Loomis, get, well, I was getting there. Oh, all right. Loomis gives up, and uh, they're having their last little interview, and he's explaining to the mom, and the mom goes to leave, and Doctor Loomis goes to walk out with the mom, and uh, Michael decides to kill the nurse that was left in charge of him with a fork, and uh, yeah, then he gets hauled away. Why would you ever leave a fork with a sociopath because in a mental a institution? Poorly ran mental institution. Just saying. Are you calling that a plot hole? No, I'm, yeah, uh, sure. It's not a plot hole. That could just be a poorly ran mental facility. It's ridiculous. You're ridiculous. I am. <laughs> he admits it. Finally. So what happens after so, he forks, uh, forks the nurse? Get it? So he, <laughs> he forks the nurse. Then we cut to mom watching videos on the couch. And she decides the only reasonable thing to do is to blow the brains out of the back of her skull. Yeah. Because her son is a sociopath and killed a bunch of people and stabbed a nurse to death with a fork in the neck. So then we go to 15 years later. We fade to black, but much to Chris's dismay, the movie's not over. Yeah, it keeps tricking me with that. And 15 years later, we see uh, Danny Trejo and the intern come walking up to handle Mikey and Danny Trejo and Mike. They're buddies now. They've become friends. Which makes sense, because Danny Trejo is a lovable scamp. He is. And then they cut to uh, Loomis telling Mike that this for real, this time, this is it, we're done. Not like that last fake time we, cut we were off. done. Nope. He said he was done, but he wasn't. Then we have the uh, the old rape and escape scene, where the two hillbilly guards... <laughs> I can't say it with a straight face, because Chris gets so mad about it. Because it exists, he won't even look at me. <laughs> I, I, I cannot tolerate this particular uh, part. More so than boy, much of the him, other so I will parts. My description. I, that's why I call it the rape and escape, and we're done. It's over with. It's like getting a tooth pulled. You, it's it's done. Except I don't get any cool. prescription medication after that. 
Probably not. So, Mike, uh, Mike escapes, kills every fucking body, even kills Danny. The, the scene when he kills Danny Trejo is pretty badass when he drowns him in the sink and they got the camera in the sink. I was bummed out. I was like, oh, come on, not Danny uh, Trejo. See, but then you got Machete, so everything's fine. Yeah, he lived, yeah. <laughs> it changes everything, Chris, you damn dummy. So, we got all that. Then we, uh, we fade to black yet again. A lot of that. And Chris is like, damn, this movie is awesome. I'm super, I'm super pumped at this point <laughs> because he's just ready. He's like he's been kicking his legs the whole time. That it's not cold down here. That means he's upset. <laughs> then they start talking about the boogeyman. I think they did that a lot in the original too. I think there was a lot of I don't remember too clearly, but I think there were several references to the boogeyman in the uh, the original when we started. Yeah. So there was we uh, we start getting all the interaction between well, enter uh, enter Lori and Tommy. Ugh. And then, <laughs> And they're the same characters, guys. What do you know? Same characters. Finger bang a bagel. <laughs> we get into all that. We meet Lori and Tommy to a degree for now, and we see uh, now she now now this is this is different from the original guys. Go back and listen just to make sure. But Lori is fairly chaste, and she's got these two slutty friends. Now where'd that come from? She finger bangs a bagel <laughs> because she doesn't know any better because she's innocent. She makes orgasmy noises while she does it. She's watched porn. She ain't never got laid. I mean, she knows uh, what they sound like. Uh, uh, anyway, we've digressed for something about Sunday. Stop, Chris. And we get all this, and then it uh, shows the whores at school. Well, the whores and Lori. I'm sorry, Lori. And uh, they, they're walking home, and they see Mike. Michael Myers checking them out. So Lori thinks, but her slut friends don't believe her. Where'd they get that? And we get all this, and uh, we move on to the uh, the babysitting scene with Lori watching Tommy, watching old horror movies on Halloween like they do. And we cut to, uh, we actually cut to the graveyard where Loomis pulls up and uh, shows up. And I like how the guy at the, uh, working at the cemetery is Captain Spaulding. Sid Haig? Sid Haig, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he looked pretty much like Captain Spaulding. It was kind of weird. Sid Haig always looks like that, though. That's just how Sid Haig looks. There's a, there's a reason he's not in a lot of movies. He's not very aesthetically pleasing. <laughs> he looks like some guy you'd be scared of. And they're going through, and they go through the cemetery, and they go to look for the tombstone, and it's where the tomb... Well, no, I think the, the tombstone was still there, but there's like an impaled, split-open coyote on it. And he starts yelling about those damn kids, where they get that from. And uh, Loomis says, no, I know who it was. <laughs> Did you just sigh? Shake your head at me? <laughs> oh, man. I ain't starting no fires. Leave me alone. So, uh, we go on, and it's after school and whatnot, and it cuts to uh, her one slutty friend and her feller going over to the Myers house to have intercourse because that's what the kids do. It's been abandoned. It's where the boogeyman lives, Tommy says. Boogeyman. <laughs> Instance of boobs number two. That's pretty good. And, of course, Michael shows up and kills woman and man. Chris still kicking his foot because he's upset. So we cut back to uh, Loomis and clearly on his way to Haddonfield to get his, uh, he's in a gun store, getting a gun. Instead of 9mm, the man suggests a 357 if you really want to put a big hole in it, he says. He says, yes, that will do very hastily to get his gun. And uh, he says, what are you hunting? Which I thought was pretty funny. Yeah, people. People do say and do things. So it's trick-or-treat. And the, uh, we got a little shot of Lori and the family hanging out on the porch and whatnot. And the dad says all the nutcases come out on Halloween, so be careful. Lori goes to uh, off to her babysitting job and 
Mike has sniffed her out at this point and come to the house and brutally, brutally destroys the uh, the mom and dad. They both just well, the the dad gets it pretty bad. The mom, I think she just gets her neck broke. Yeah, he's got a soft spot for moms because he had such a good one. Right, <laughs> she was a stripper. So then we go through the whole uh, the babysitting drop off thing where we bring Lindsay over to the house where Lori and Tommy are at. Mm-hmm. Then mm-hmm. <laughs> we see a little. Uh, then Mike and Annie run off to go fornicate in the Myers house. Also, where'd they get that? People going to some house to have sex. Where'd that come from? Loomis. Uh, we cut to Loomis talking to the sheriff, who's Annie's dad, by the way, about uh, Michael Myers. Then we get to see our third set of boobs and uh, Annie's, by the way. Michael kills the boyfriend. He tries to kill Annie. And sheriff and Loomis go off to Hadfield. <clears throat> they show up at the house. The boyfriend's killed. Annie's about three quarters dead. And uh, Lori shows up, sees the whole scene, calls 911, freaks out. Like you do. Like you do. I mean, you walk in and see your friend slaughtered, so. Yeah, I mean. You're bound to, uh, bound to uh, react in a fashion. Yeah, definitely. That you would. The 911's a good call at that point. Why do you look so uncomfortable and rocking back and forth the way you are? Like, I'm so excited about <laughs> this movie. Uh, and all of its graphic glory. So after we call 911, all the cops show up and Loomis is out there somewhere and Lori and the youngins are hiding up in the bathroom and the uh, Michael shows up at the house and chases them upstairs and they're hiding in the bathroom. The cops show up and the cops get killed and Michael beats down the door, gets Lori and kind of walks off with her. There's a big, uh, oh, what do you want to call it? Kerbuffle. Kerbuffle in the bathroom. And when Mike drags her out, I noticed when I watched it today that uh, she was kicking and screaming. But then when they walk out the door, he's like cradling her in his arms. I don't get it. Not a continuity error, because this is too high quality of a film <laughs> for anything like that to happen. True. True, true, true. So, uh, Michael takes Lori to place. It's some basement somewhere. And he has a picture of uh, a baby and his mother in his hand. Kind of alludes to that uh, there may be some relation. Lori, uh, Lori pieces all this together and tells Mike it's going to be okay. She's going to help. And then she stabs the shit out of him. Stabs him right in the chest and he hits the deck. So Lori goes to uh, goes to escape, and Mike wakes up and chases after and catches up to her. Chases her through a couple of yards, and Lori falls into a pool. Of course, Mike shows up and kind of stalks her into the pool and goes down there to kill her. Loomis happens to show up, puts three bullets into Mike, and Mike falls. So they get her back to the... Uh, Loomis gets her all cradled up and gets her back into the cop car, and everything's fine for a second, and you think it might be the end. You're hoping it's the end at any rate. <laughs> no! Mike comes back. And he's here, and he means business, and he wants to kill Lori now for some reason. Probably because she stabbed him in the chest. No longer concerned with the fact that it's his little sister. Well, she kind of asked for it. How? She stabbed a guy. Like you ain't ever stabbed a guy. No, but and when I did, I wasn't upset that he tried to kill me back. I, I kind of understood. It's a tit for tat. Tit. Quid pro quo, Clarice. Qu- <laughs> uh. So, uh... Loomis, uh, Loomis decides to have a little chat with Mike, and he uh, stops him from trying to kill Lori, and Mike goes after Loomis and starts kind of mashing his thumbs into his eyes until they bleed a whole lot, and there's blood coming out of his nose, and it's brutal and glorious, and gloriously brutal, and just good. So he assumes that Loomis is dead, which is kind of sloppy. If you're killing people, you should make sure they're dead. You think he would be better at knowing if somebody was dead by right. now? Right, he's one of them doctors. He should know if you're dead yeah. or not. I don't, I don't think poking a guy's eyes out is going to kill him, necessarily. No. I don't know. It might fuck you up. It's not going to definitely kill you. But, uh, yeah. 
Lori runs back to the Meyer house. Pretty smart move. And uh, Mike, of course, follows her, and she gets up in the attic, and Mike starts beating through the ceiling with a baseball. And there's a two-by-four trying to find Lori. And uh, she eventually rolls all the way across the attic thing and kind of falls through the floor on her own. And when she falls, of course, Mike is right there and runs and tackles her, and they both fall out the window. Lori uh, wakes up all bloodied and broken and fucked up because she just fell from a two-story window and all the other stuff happened. And then we uh, we see Lori get uh, muster up and get the gun that she got from Loomis. suppose I should have mentioned that earlier, too. I've done that twice now. That's bad. Spoilers! Spo- <laughs> it's kind of like a reverse spoiler. Uh, kinda. What are you going to do? Man, you are quiet and awkward through this one. I'm saving it all up for the, for the final the final episode of, uh, of this three-part spectacular. Because I am totally not going to instigate a bunch of that towards the end of this one before we pleasantly sign off. And the, the end of this movie, I think, is great. I love it. Lori raises up, all bloodied and broken, and decides she's going to do this once and for all. And you think for the first time ever in a horror movie, everything's going to work out just fine. And she pulls out the revolver and points it at his face. He goes to shoot him. Click, no bullet. <clears throat> happens two or three times and Mike wakes up three bullets and two stories and he's still awake and he grabs her wrist and the last shot gets him and then you fade to black and then credits yep that's my favorite part <laughs> is when, it was, when it's over and the credits oh they're so credity they signify the end of it so it's yeah. all I ever wanted I love it I think it is great I may have mentioned that I I like the original too though I just, I happen to think the Rob Zombie one is as good. If you're judging it under its own merits and not... See, the thing with a remake of something is it's hard to not judge it against whatever it is a remake of. True. But if you look at it in its own merits, it's it's not an awful movie. It's pretty cliched. It's... Well, it's, yeah, it's cliched. It's a horror movie. It's a remake of Halloween. Yeah. Halloween I, is what set cliches for horror movies. Yeah, that's fair enough. I don't, I don't think there was nearly as many boobs and nudity and oh no rape scene, but that was more Friday the Thirteenth that got the whole yeah it all kind of boobs married together. I don't think it's a the worst movie I've ever seen. It's the worst movie I've had to watch for this podcast so far. Blah. But I mean, it's it's serviceable. Most of my qualms with it come from the fact that it's a Halloween remake. It, but... Of its own merits, it's like. It's a middle-of-the-road horror movie. I've seen a lot worse. I've seen a lot better. So, it's a pretty good horror movie. All about Michael Myers and Lori and Tommy and Lindsay and Annie and Slut Friends. It's the same story. There's I, just more. It's it's the same story, but the, the way you tell it has a lot to do with the story. And ha- how it's conveyed by the yeah, audience. I mean, Tromeo and Juliet is a retelling of Romeo and Juliet, and brother, that is not the same thing. <laughs> Tromeo and Juliet is a sweet trauma movie. True. That is a trauma retelling of Romeo and Juliet. I'll have to try to hunt a copy of that down sometime. Let me watch that. Sorry about the feet kicking. I get all excited thinking about the argument episode. I apologize if the podcast seems a little quick, a little fast read, but, I mean, you guys got the gist of it last week, so... And, and all in all, I mean, the effects are cool. There's some, oh, there's some so, good scenes. so good. So brutal. It's the same story. They just had a lot more of a budget and it's 30 years later. Technology and Rob Zombie. <sighs> Rob Zombie. I'll, I'll give him Devil's Rejects. Devil's Rejects is a personal. That's, that's 
my top two favorite movies of all time are Full Metal Jacket and The Devil's Rejects. Those are both as good as it could possibly get for movies. I know we only talk about the horror movies, and neither one of those are horror movies at all. But those are my two favorites. Chris would be like, I don't have two favorites because uh, there's something about all that stuff. I, I don't like anything. Yeah, I don't like anything. I'm Chris Reynolds. Oops, I mean Chris Jones. Great. Sorry. Thanks, jerk. Yeah, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I don't know. I guess, all in all, I'd say if you're a fan of the more the more modern horror sensibilities... Like me! Yeah, like you. It's <laughs> it's definitely a little more style over substance, in my opinion. Blah. I'd say watch it if you if you like a, like a good gore movie. I could think of better gore movies than this, but it's not terrible. Sunday, 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 guys. It is going to be... We fucking bedlam. Well, what's going to happen on Sunday? We're going to argue. What are we going to argue? About which movie's gooder. It's weird, though, because I like the first one, too. But I do like, I think the Rob Zombie one is, I would rather watch it. If I had the choice to pick one of the two to watch for the rest of my days, I would hands down say the Rob Zombie. <clears throat> I'm not going to say that. I think that's Well, I, I wouldn't expect you to point. if you were. You were lying. So I guess the next next episode we're gonna what we're gonna talk about we're gonna have a polite discussion, reasonable polite. I'll tell discussion. you guys I'll tell you guys a personal story. The other day at my job at a place that I work, I called Chris just to tell him something. I don't remember what. It does, you guys don't need to know that part. But uh, I called Chris. We talked for about two minutes, and I'd say a minute and thirty seconds of it was arguing about these two movies. I could call Chris at any point in time when he's awake or not at work and say, Hey, I think the Rob Zombie Halloween is better than the original. He'll be like, Oh yeah? Well, I'm 65 years old for some reason. I don't like stuff made before 1982. That's not entirely true. That's true. I'm sorry. That was a part of a lie. He doesn't like movies. I don't like movies made after, like, 1996. Maybe 98. Now I'm going to get on Wikipedia and look up every movie ever made after 1998. Just to argue with you and be like, oh, so you don't like this movie anymore? Yeah, I don't. Whatever. Whatever you're about <laughs> to use as an argument. No, I don't fucking like it. Uh, so yeah, it should be uh, it should be a good time. Special guest. Special. We're thinking about making me either sit on the trash bags or the chairs with no bottoms or the slide. What do you guys think? Tell us. Let us know where he should sit. And don't say anything dumb like a chair... Because I'm not having that. I don't know what kind of... We're not ruling out parking cones. I don't know what kind of financial backing you think this thing has, but we're not made of money. We're bazillionaires. So that uh, that wraps us up for the evening. You can check us out on our Facebook at Slaughterhouse Princess or Twitter at... What is it? Slaughter and then Princess with no vowels? Yeah, P... Slaughter... P-R-N-C-S-S? Slaughter... Like that. Yeah, you have to say it that Or way. you can email us at... Slaughterhouse Princess Podcast dot at gmail dot com. See, I barely fucked up. Nice. It's Good night, America.